Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and this is season two of the Paychecks Business Series podcast. As you know, I'm a certified public accountant and a regular business columnist for a bunch of publications that you probably read, like The Guardian and The Philadelphia Inquirer and The Hill and Forbes. But most importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company, and I've teamed up with Paychecks, the leading provider of human resources, payroll, benefits, and insurance services, to bring you real-life stories and advice from real-life business owners and experts. Last season, we talked about the challenges associated with COVID-19. Those challenges continue on, but this season, we're focusing on moving forward, even in this environment, and innovating and navigating the road to recovery. With me today is Steve Zanpour. Steve is the U.S. Head of Specialty Sales at BMO Harris Bank. Hello, Gene. How are you? Steve, where are you based out of? Uh, I'm based out of Chicago. And BMO Harris Bank. So um, where are your main markets for the bank? So a great question. Our U.S. headquarters are in Chicago as well. So I would say Chicago, Wisconsin, we have a great stronghold throughout the Midwest. And we are also in Kansas City, St. Louis, Arizona, and Florida uh, as well, and Minneapolis. And as the as the head of specialty sales in, in the U.S., what, what exactly does that job entail? So I have responsibilities for our small business, uh, which brings us here today. Um, our premier banking segment, which is like our mass affluence strategy, uh, and I oversee our mortgage group as well. So I kind of have those three areas of uh, responsibility. Let's talk about banking um, and let's talk about, you know, what, what what small businesses should know. Here we are as where you and I are having this discussion in early November. Um, first of all, the Paycheck Protection Program. Was BMO Harris involved in the program? Uh, we were. Very much so. Yeah, I believe it. Tell me your experiences from that and what you, what, what you think of the Paycheck Protection Program. I think it, uh, it worked really well, right? Like I think there was some clunkiness of obviously rolling out a program of that magnitude uh, across the whole U.S. and then having businesses all apply at the same time was... Uh, you know, something that the banks had to contend with as well as I think the regulators as they kind of put that plan forward. Um, but what we saw kind of once the the wheels got moving uh, was really some good consistency around getting funds to businesses to be able to help right away, uh, both with employment or rent or keeping things kind of moving from a day-to-day operational standpoint. So I do think, you know, when I talked to a lot of our clients who did receive the check, there was a lot of good momentum that it really helped carry them kind of through the period of inconsistency, especially up front when I think everything was kind of closed or in shutdown. Um, and it's also been able to carry them kind of now as we look at a lot of them are reopened, a lot of different business models, but have still kind of helped continue the, the momentum that they built during the, during the shutdown. I always thought that the that the PPP program was a um, um, more of a pain in the neck for banks than anything else. It's almost like the government um, it was instructing the banks to do this, and the fees are relatively low, and you're dealing with like a ton of business owners. You know, a lot of mom and pop people that are not really familiar with this. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, was it was it a hassle? With you know, are you anxious to see another round? Of, of PPP? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would categorize it from the internal way of looking at it from a bank from a little bit of a different lens. I wouldn't say it was a hassle. I would say it's kind of our social responsibility, right? Like, I think it was a perfect time for us to show our consultative side of banking and not mm-hmm. just kind of this like looking for new business and new loans. Like, of course, we do that and we continue to drive uh, performance. But I think it gave us a tremendous opportunity to really partner with the business community for kind of the greater good, I'll call it, uh, and really looking at how do we 
be more of an advocate for the banks because I will tell you on the back end of that, uh, talking to the regulators, there was a ton of conversations that went into the bank sharing their insight, their kind of view on how to best help the small businesses as well. So it really was a collaborative kind of effort. Um, and then to be able to kind of lockstep and barrel be able to perform at a very high level for our customers to deploy the cash to get things out and really serve as the conduit to to the business owners, I think was a tremendous opportunity. And the conversations that it allowed us to have both from a consultative standpoint to be able to help businesses as well as just providing the feedback of what we were hearing, uh, I would say was second to none. It was, it was really helpful during that period. Did you guys get any new clients out of this? Originally, we did perform the loans just for our business clients uh, mm-hmm. only. So you had to be a kind of a client before the PPP kicked in. Um, but as we've gone through the process, I think it's had us have a much different lens and the way we perform during that uh, as an institution, I know that we've acquired new clients and I've had folks reach out to me to be able to kind of serve them as we move forward in this, in this climate. How about forgiveness, Steve? I mean, you know, again, we're here in early November, the rules for forgiveness seem to be changing weekly. Um, and even another stimulus plan, if there is another one also has a bunch of changes to forgiveness. What are you advising your customers right now? Should I apply or should I wait? Yeah, we've kind of said sit tight a little bit um, because a lot of the forgiveness is embedded into the plans that are still yet to be approved or under discussion. Um, you know, so it is kind of a, almost a wait and see on how that process is going to continue to migrate. Again, it's, it's completely at the, the business owner's discretion, but we've kind of said if you can, we would kind of slow play it a little bit just to see how things continue to evolve, especially to your point, if there is another round uh, if there is going to, what parts of the forgiveness plan will be embedded into the new round stimulus package that gets approved or denied. Like, I think those are things that we still all kind of say, wait and see. What do you see as the, the credit environment out there now, Steve? I mean, do you, is it, is it harder for a small business to get a loan today than it was a year ago? The answer is, I don't think the requirements have changed, right? But obviously, as everyone on this call is keenly uh, keenly aware, is the business environment has changed, right? So the situations from what a business looks like today is where they did 12 months ago is dramatically different. So I think that has, you know, kind of a ripple effect on on the credit environment and then how it is to get a loan. Um, So I'd say, you know, the requirements have stayed pretty consistent. I think where it is, is the business environment has changed. And so First answer would be yes, it's probably going to be a little more of a challenge. Um, But I would say in that challenge, there's things we can do, right, that will help combat that challenge. So I think some of the things we've been advising our clients to is how they're getting paid and looking at funds coming into their business. How could they take that to the next level and look at turning those funds quicker, right? Because it's not always about the next loan. Uh, for business growth or expansion or even survival. It's about access to capital and getting that capital quicker. So we've been able to help folks, you know, through credit card processing and other avenues, be able to get their money faster um, and turn their existing funds a lot quicker. And then on the lending side, I think, as always, being able to tell that story of where the business was, what impact it had, and then where it's going and what the plan is to combat wherever it is. Uh, is also going to be crucially important as you move forward in the in the lending environment uh, in 2021, for sure. You know, uh, now more so than ever, um, look, I mean, you don't want to waste, you know, people's time. You don't want to waste your own time. 
people, you know, when I say people, business owners, um, they're coming in and they're looking for financing. Um, I'm kind of curious, Steve, because you've been in this business for a while. So you get to, you know, I, I use the example of um, like I coach Little League and like I can tell, um, I could tell if a kid's like a ball player within like 30 seconds of having a catch with him or her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, just totally. the way they totally. You know what I mean? Like just the way they throw, just the way they catch. Like you just, you're like, all right, this kid's this kid's a player, you know, or this kid's this we, this kid's weaker. Um, it's got to be the same thing with you when potential applicants walk in the door. You know, like what are you know, what are the sort of the red flags when you meet a prospective applicant for a loan that you're it just immediately goes through your mind like, uh, this 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 person really probably does does not have much of a chance of getting a loan from us and i only ask that because you're you're doing a service to our listeners so that they they know you know like okay listen just don't waste your time going to a traditional bank if if you're gonna you know trigger these red flags i'm kind of curious what 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 sort of what, what you've learned over the years yeah i mean i will tell you what i've learned over the years is that there is no no civil uh, simple bullet to that to that okay. question, right? Because there's okay. so many different factors. Um, and I'll kind of anchor back to my last comments more around what you should have. And I think being able to tell that story, right, to your point of like, when you watch that little leaguer, kind of just the way they run to first or the way they <laughs> swing through on the pitch, like you've got a good indication. I think for a business owner, that that swing through the first pitch is the story, right? Like the narrative around looking at the expenses and where the expenses went, understanding the flow of cash flow and how it's come into the business and what sustainability that has and what projections you can have as you look forward in the next 12 and six months, I think is what gives all banks kind of that comfort and that indication of, of you know, is this someone kind of potentially that understands their business, which gives me comfort in their business, which means I want to support and continue to help their business grow. With that said, let's also not underestimate, as we saw during the height of the PPP, the consultative role that I think the bank plays. So, you know, the first thing I would say when I talk to a lot of small businesses, and we see these in different communities as well, is there's almost this fear to go to the bank. Um, you know, the bank's job is to help you understand what you can qualify for and what you should be thinking about and how to help you grow your business too. Like, I tell all of my sales force that, you know, we're consultants as well as, as well as bankers. And so we can't just say the, you know, we're not there to say yay, nay, and place, place judgment on who, who should get a loan and who shouldn't like that's, that's not the role that we should be playing. The role we should be playing is how do we look at the holistic financial picture of the business, help the business owner decide what's the right move for them and ultimately what they can qualify for as well. Don't you also think that's the same for existing customers as well? I mean, I, I have clients that um, they have very little relationship with their banks, even if they have debt outstanding, you know, they, they, they make their payments. They try to keep the bankers away as long as they're within their covenants. And yet I think to myself, like, you know, if you were to be more proactive with your bankers and the better they got to know you, the more advice they could be giving you and, and potentially the more opportunities you guys can create. A hundred percent. I think you're spot on there, right? Like this isn't just for new customers. It's absolutely for existing and probably even more important for existing, right? Because again, once you've gone in, we all know, and I'm sure as everyone on this call knows, it's not easy to move, right? Like institutions yeah. and, and it's not something that everyone wakes up and wants to go through the pain of doing. You all want to run your business to the best of your ability and not have to deal right with that, that minutia. So I think the, the tighter the relationship is, not only at the forefront when the, the relationship first starts, but continuing to grow 
through check-ins or conversations. And, and again, and I think that's what I tell my folks is it's incumbent on them to be reaching out, uh, not just for, you know, sales calls or covenant conversations, but to be reaching out for just how's the well-being of the business? What can we be doing more for you? And how do we kind of continue to help you grow and, and feel confident in, in your business? How about um, SBA loans, small business administration loans? I mean, you guys are an SBA lender. Uh, a lot of businesses got more of an introduction to the SBA because of the Paycheck Protection Program, um, you know, greater awareness of it. But, you know, the, I don't know, man, the, the, the word about SBA loans that I've known in the past has always been that they're, they're a hassle. Uh, even though they're backed by the government, the, the banks still have to go through the same, if not even more paperwork, uh, for a lot of banks, it wasn't worth doing it. And because of that, the programs themselves um, weren't as, you know, could, could have been more um, expansive than they, they actually are. Um, and yet some banks have embraced them and, and have really made them part of their practice. So what, what are your thoughts on SBA loans? You know, I think they are, they serve a definite need and there is a place for them. I think that's why obviously we, we use them as part of our institution. Like there is, um, there is the appropriate use for those SBA loans, right? And there's mm -hmm. a time to not go SBA. There's a time to go conforming. There's a time to, to look at those. So I think it is a good arsenal to have, right? Like if you need sometimes longer terms uh, on fixed rate for certain real estate or you're a new business and a potential startup, there are some programs, right, that where it makes more financial sense uh, for the business to go down the SBA path as well. And so I think it's it's, again, like looking at the specific situation, it shouldn't be what's garnered by more paperwork or things like that. It's all about taking the right approach for the right situation for the company uh, to put them in the best possible position, not only to pay the loan back, but to exceed with the fund, uh, succeed with the funds that they're, what they're getting. Fair enough. Online lenders, the industry itself has been growing significantly. Jeez, uh, American Express just purchased Cabbage recently. There's a lot of non-traditional uh, lenders that are out there anywhere, you know, from PayPal and Square, you know, uh, advancing money to their customers. Uh, even some larger retailers like Sam's Club, you know, offering small business loans. What, you know, these are not, again, these are non-traditional types of financing. And in a way, they're sort of undercutting the traditional bank's business. But again, I've talked to some bankers that actually have welcomed these alternative financing methods only because it gives customers the chance to get financing and meet those demands and almost prepare them you know, it's like basic training for when yep, they get to yep. a certain level that they can then have a, you know, you know, a, you know, a legit relationship with, with a larger bank. Does that make sense? Uh, it completely does. I think there is, there is places and space for everyone in, in the markets, right? Because again, they, I think they do fill a different uh, need or void. Um, again, as I look at the services, you know, I just think of like a, a big bank like ourselves and the institution, the advice, the guidance, um, the years of history and performance around loans and the, you know, and the ability that we have across different markets, different countries. Um, I think to your point, right? Like it fills a, a much different void uh, and need. And I think the, the online lenders provide that service for access to capital, usually small, quick capital. Mm -hmm. um, but the partnership, the advice, the guidance is your point as the business continues to grow and the owners of the business have different needs. I think, again, to your point, it, it kind of trans keeps transitioning and funneling. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I, we're not, 
like fearful of the competition, we welcome it. And I think, you know, everyone kind of plays a plays a role on the continuum. Yeah, I think it does. I, I, I agree with you. All right. We only, we only have a couple of minutes left. And I just I, I wanted um, just to get your thoughts, Steve. I mean, you've been in the world of small business banking for a while. Uh, there are a lot of changes going on, as you know, in the banking industry. Um, what do you what, what do you think those changes are going to be over the next five years or so that you think will impact not only yourself personally in, yeah. in the bank, but also your, your small business customers? What can we look forward to seeing? I would say the exciting change that I think is, is as we're seeing now, it's more of the digitization around almost like the busier work, right? Like the, the payments moving back and forth and the check depositories and collecting your funds. Uh, so I think that's going to be extremely exciting as that work continues to be quicker, faster, more efficient, digitized, uh, and will continue to not only help the banks, but help the businesses as well move at a faster clip. The part that I'm encouraged is going to stay the same. And frankly, the part I love the most is the advice and guidance piece, right? Like, mm. I don't think that portion ever goes away, right? The portion of being a consultant, being an advocate for the businesses that you bank and being to help them grow and look at opportunities as well as be able to fi- provide the access to capital to do those things, uh, I think are the parts that are going to stay consistent and continue. So, you know, when you blend those two together, I think, you know, it's just a perfect world for uh for banks right now and it's a perfect world for businesses right because as i talk to folks i know that's the part they don't want to deal with as much as the fund collection and the movement of payments and the more that could streamlined and digitized and be able to move faster for them they're excited about and i know when i talk to our folks again everyone's looking for that partner and not just kind of someone to come in and you know be able to just provide capital and then not talk to them again they're looking for someone to bounce ideas off of and share growth and expansion plans and really look you know, for advice and guidance. And I think that's where the banks are going to play the biggest role as we move forward. Steve Zanbor is the U.S. Head of Specialty Sales at BMO Harris Bank. BMO Harris Bank is also a partner uh, with Paychex. For more great podcast episodes from the Paychex Business Series podcast and other information to help you run your business, please visit paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Steve, thank you very much. That was really helpful stuff and would love to have you back sometime. We'll talk about how the economy is growing and getting better and you're so busy handing out uh, loans to finance this growth uh, rather than to save businesses through the Paycheck Protection exactly. Program. I look forward to both. I look forward to both. Thanks, Me Gene. Too. Me too. Thank you, Steve. I'm Gene Marks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. This podcast is property of Paychecks, Inc., 2020, all rights reserved.